Yo, what's up? It's your boy, Chase the Dream Cammy, coming to you live from Gold Rush Studios in Las Vegas, Nevada. I know it's really Gold Rush Studios, but for the sake of the podcast, that's what I'm calling it. And then I got my boy, Ian Silverback Butler. Yeah. Silverback Studios. Yeah, that's right. Southern California. SoCal. What's up, my man? How are you? SoCal. I'm doing good, dude. Actually, with your background, that looks like a little bit of SoCal kind of uh, with the mm-hmm. purple, with the sunsets by the beach and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you saw a couple of those at Cal Poly. Oh, I saw I saw a couple. Of, I saw some sunsets. <laughs> I saw some sunrises. I used to not, when I couldn't sleep, bro, I would just, sometimes I couldn't sleep because I'd be just whatever. I'm like hyped or whatnot. I'd go to the beach at five in the morning, watch the sunrise myself yeah. for the day because it's only 10 minutes hey those beach runs hit different because like <laughs> yeah. i don't know why but like after you're done with the run when you're like done a walking back and you hear the ocean it just makes you just rethink about life okay dude you know what <laughs> we used to uh one of the things we would do is uh there was a cinnamon roll place that was right next to the right next to the uh, beach in, in, in San Luis Obispo. Well, not San Luis Obispo, Pismo Beach. Like homemade, oh, bro, so good. You go on like a three, four mile run, me and my one of my training partners in college, and then we'd go like crab cinnamon rolls. Uh, <laughs> that was the best. I feel like that was the best because like if I do that now, it's like <laughs> I do get older. For like injury prevention talk, everything I do now, I'm like, well, I can't just eat straight sugar right after I just got done with the run. Cause then what's that going to do? That's going to probably affect my diabetes or <laughs> blood pressure that I, or whatever cholesterol. I'm just making up things that I'm like, it's going to affect. Oh, dude. <laughs> like, speaking of California, speaking of California, no. you know what movie I watched last night? You might, this, this, this might be more of a, uh, it depends which, which channels you grew up watching. Right. Okay. You know, it's the kind of, I don't know if it's a white people movie, but <laughs> you remember the movie, the Disney Channel movie, Brink? No. Brink? Yeah, what's Brink about? That didn't go as planned at all. That, what's Brink about? It sounds like a high, like, is it a hockey rink? Or, I, don't, I don't know. Like, it's, what is Brink about? It's a uh, inline skating movie. Why did I think it was skating? Why did I think it was skating? Brink. It was like 20, 25 years ago, bro. I used to watch this movie. Like rollerblading? Yeah, rollerblading, like tricks. Okay, I feel like I probably watched this movie then. It's it's the it's the 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 what you know, white kid with the you know, you got long hair and they're they're uh they're like soul skaters, right? They're like soul skaters, they do it Disney Channel, right? Yeah, Disney Channel. Okay, okay, okay. See, okay, see, all right, yeah. I love the skating, bro. And then <laughs> and then you got Team X Blades, which is like the bad guys, you know, like these are like the sponsored, you know sponsored team like and everything you said southern california and and, and it made me uh maybe that's definitely uh that's definitely a uh <coughs> california movies for sure like there's definitely uh you say brink um i think blue crush or crush it's like one of them and then obviously for reality tv shows laguna hills and the oc and the OC are definitely California shows for sure. The OC, but I feel like if you get a Las Vegas show, it's always involved with like robbing banks at casinos yeah. and like, yeah. <laughs> like just crime movies here. There's nothing like 
there's nothing like cool about like a, a, a Vegas movie other than the hangover. Right. Like, but everything else is like bank heist or, or casino heist or what was the, the one that they used to have back in the day where they, uh, they still have it going, the, the murders, the one where they do the murders. Um, oh, what's it called? Hours, 48 hours. No, no, no. It was, it was like a TV show, popular TV show for a long time. And then, and then they, then it like, then they started doing it in like other cities. Um, you sure it ain't 48 hours? No, nah, it's not 48 hours. All you people that are listening are probably right now, like saying this name of the show in your head. <laughs> Cause you know exactly what I'm, what I'm talking about. Oh, CSI. Oh, that started out in Las Vegas. The first one. I mean, it's bait. It's, based up uh, like in las vegas but the, the no way shows it started like being about las vegas i don't think i don't know if they filmed everything here but um and then they went to like csi like i don't know where they're at i don't know csi, CSI new york vegas, csi chicago phoenix dubai i don't even know <laughs> <laughs> all right hey so, so hold on let me, let me stop you right there okay how many bets have you placed this week <laughs> Oh, oh, okay. So, um, check this out. So I did get a gift, right? And uh, so my mom for my birthday sent me, okay, a whopping $35, okay, to cash out, right? All right, something, right? So I turned that into Betty money for Bet Online, and I bet that the Rams were going to beat Seattle, and I hit. Okay. I mean, the Rams are going to beat, the Rams were going to beat the Raiders, and I hit. Baker Mayfield came in. Okay. On Thursday night football, I hit, bro. My first bet, I hit, and I got my welcome off bonus. So I, so I had seventy dollars in there. I hit, I made forty. Okay. So like, I'm, 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 I did play some bet. I used bet online with all your bet sporting needs. I bet on the Rams. I hit. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about. Let's go, baby. Let's, Let's go. go. Yeah, for all your betting needs, NHL too. I don't think I'm gonna bet on NHL. I might bet on the NBA. I think that's a little bit more easy for me to bet on. But for all your betting needs, go to Bet Online. Use Believe 50, 50% promo code bonus. Bet Online. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, so we were talking on the phone before coming in. So um, I competed on Sunday. I did my thing. I cut my weight, right? I'm going to use this for the next episode too. But I think we got a... Uh, already the title for this episode it's uh i was just really grateful to be able to compete to step on the map bro i had so much fun with, with all the adversity i had that morning of being a pound over when you think you're done <laughs> cutting weight and you're pound over to like god your heart's sinking your chest dude i just cut the wave and it, dude i felt so grateful just to be out there and everything and uh dude it felt so good man and then we we're talking about being grateful like i'm uh I came in early to get a workout in uh, at Silverback headquarters and then uh, and I was cleaning up and I'm just, man, I'm so grateful just to clean up my own gym and own spot and have all these kids. And we're having a lot of kids join over the winter time in December, you know, so like, yeah, man, like I um, winning mindset always talk about like, man, I'm just grateful to compete. I don't think I really understood that until I'm older now. I think I took a I think I took it for granted. <laughs> when you're a kid or when you're a young kid, cause you're just like, Oh, this is just my life. Right. It's just my life. But now 
trying to navigate and be a professional athlete coming back from a serious injury, coming back and just that gratefulness of being able to compete hits harder now than it's ever did, you know? So yeah, man. So that's what happened to me. And uh, yeah, Chase, tell me what you're grateful for. Yeah, brother. You know, (laughs) my coach, Brandon Slay, used to always say this and it almost didn't hit. It started to hit as I got older as a competitor. I used to hate doing 400 meter sprints. There was no workout that I dreaded more. Like that was the workout that the (laughs) night before I couldn't sleep. It was, it was the workout that I would do that. Why? It it made me so stressed out. Like to have a great training cycle, I always had to do 400 meter sprints. I always, I always had to have that in my training cycle. It was just something about, I don't know. I was just, it was something about it that I, I, you know, we, we would do a bunch of 400s and 200s and 100s, but I was every time without fail. I could, I would always be just anxious the night before, but it was the same way, like for competition, right? You, you got a little bit of, a little bit of anxiety and I liked it because it helped me manage it. Um, but he would, we would get there in the morning, we'd warm, we'd start warming up and then he'd always stop in his like slave voice. He got a big old, he got a vest with his you know, <laughs> big, big barrel chest. But he'd always say, you know, let, let's, let's be grateful to God and thankful today that we get to wake up this morning. You know, it's, it's a, it's a cool 32 degrees outside or a cool 25 degrees. We get to run sprints in this beautiful stadium you know? 25 degrees yeah so i'm not grateful for 25 de- no 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 hey bray <laughs> hey bray they put, all, put the yeah, brakes hey, on that 25 yeah, that, degrees in my, the back of that i'm like bro I, I hear you right now i hear you i hear you but i am not i'm not tracking with you it is i am not thankful for this you know but point of the story is right you're grateful and thankful for the hard things you're grateful and thankful for the for, for, for the, the fruits of your labor, so to speak. Right. And, um, I think the more you can learn to be grateful and thankful, you know, appreciative of, of the hard times and, and what you go through. And, and even like, I think of it sometimes as like, for me, cause of my faith, like some of the hard things I've gone through, I'm like, God has allowed me, like, that's a privilege to go through that. Right. Like God allows yep. you to go through things so you can be refined and, 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 become the person he wants you to be but um but being grateful and thankful for those hard times right because then it makes the times where it's like really good like it keeps you humble you know so i mean i I, to answer your question right dude i think just kind of stepping back and looking at at um you know my career and and looking at like everything i've I've been able to do and, and everything god's allowed me to do and being able to build gold rush, which was a dream of mine, dude, for 10 plus years, I literally thought about this every day. And I'm not, I'm not joking. You know, you always hear people like I, I, I envision this, I envision what it would look like, but it's so true. Like the power of like envisioning something or having a vision and seeing it every day in your mind. I mean, every day, dude, I would, I would, I would, you know, at least think about it, you know, a few minutes a day of what I wanted it to look like and what it was going to be. Like last week, we had all these college teams in, dude. And I remember yeah. to um, Midlands, right? And I would always see like guys, like college teams going through Izzy style. 
you know, and I'm like, that's going to be me one day. That's going to be my club in Vegas. When teams come that's to Vegas, sick, they're going to, they're going to come and visit. And right. Oh, yeah. That's four or five years of envisioning that. Um, and then just all the, 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 you know, thousands and thousands of, of pages of books that I read, you know, like, and, and, and all the mentors and leaders and pastors and coaches and friends and family and conversation after conversation. Like I always tell, I, 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 I encourage people like your dreams and your visions, like share those with people, right? Like yep. let people know. And be obviously I think you got to be careful sometimes who you share with. Cause sometimes I think there are people out there that'll, that'll tear your dreams down. But, um, but those that are around you, like share your dreams, talk about what you want to do. If you want to be an NCAA champ, believe it, right? Like I didn't achieve that goal, but I would always tell my coaches my senior year after every loss, um, even if it was a bad loss as I would, I would get done. I'd regather myself up like coach. I'm still going to be a national champ this year, you know, fell a little oh, yeah. short. Um, but it, but it kept that like positive mindset going, um, you know, and then just dude, all, all the years I got to travel and all the places I got to go to bro, like bro, you know, Iran and, and Azerbaijan and Russia and Dagestan and Chechnya and, and Poland and Ukraine and uh, you know, France and Cuba and all these experiences of all these different training centers and different ways of cultures and wrestling and life and all like molded the vision of what gold rush is today. It's not something that was just thought about like on a whim, you know, I was very intentional about it. And, and I, and I put on that post that, that success is never accidental. Right. I'm sure you know this, bro. We were talking about this on the ride over is like life that the, the good things you go through are, are obviously enjoyable, but yeah. very rarely is it the good things in life that mold you. I mean, the, the hard things in life that you go through those, like, like harden you sort of speak to, to things, right. When you have a tough day as a business owner, it's just, you have days where just everything's not going right. It just seems like, you know, you got an issue here, you got this going on, you got that. And, and, you're trying to find the positive in it, but you got to just, you got to stay to the grind. You got to persevere through the, through, through the moments. And, and you, you kind of fall back on what, what like made you tough, you know? And, and I think same thing for you, as we were saying earlier, like, dude, you, you, uh, you've been through some stuff, right? Like yeah. <laughs> you've, been, you've, been, you've been hardened by life a little bit. And now, like, not that you're not phased by the day to day, but, um, you're better equipped to handle, um, like that, that heavy load. You know Bro, uh, it's something that, uh, cause we're both man of faith. So like, it's, it's, uh, it's something that people would know us best, right. Of, uh, we're both man of faith that like, um, it's something that I was always taught to, but I was in those hard times. What if I pastor told me, he goes like, you know, God only gives his hardest task to his toughest people. <laughs> right. And then I'm sitting there, I'm like, but why? Like, Hey, like, <laughs> can you give me a break though? Like, for real, like, you know, like, I'm like, but the stuff I went through in life, man, um, it's, it's weird to say, like, I'm so grateful by it, bro. Like I, uh, I had like two ACL surgeries, bicep surgery, eye surgery, like, and I kept going. And there's so many people that's like, man, like I meet so many people that are like riddled by injuries and they just stop, you know, God gave me the ability to push through a lot of that stuff. Um, even when I made it, like I was pound over on Sunday, like it's, it sucked, dude, we know how much cutting weight sucks, right? It's terrible. It's horrible, right? And then when you actually feel like you're on, you made it, you're at your scale, and then your scale is wrong, you're a pound over, and it feels like you just want to cry, right? Like all that hard work, I just got my uh, 
sweater and and ran, bro, and made weight. Like it's a uh, got man. It really helped me really appreciate my upcoming matches and stuff like that. Just stuff in life. Like it's uh that little burden. I was not phased by it whatsoever, dude. I've been through so much hard stuff in life that I would let one pound stop me from freaking competing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's a, and I think like David Goggins uses like callousing the mind, right. It put a callus over your mind because I, when you go, when we go through these hard things, it just makes you harden up even more that like little stuff like that. I think that stuff was little for anybody else. It probably would have freaked them out. It was probably like their whole world right there. Right. That little thing right now, that right there did not phase me whatsoever. Because God put so many burdens and so many hoops that I can just, I call them speed bumps. It's not Mount Everest. We can get over this. We can get over this, you know? And uh, yeah, man, I'm just blessed that he gave me those trials and tribulations that it made me the person I am today. And it gave us the guidance that we can help these young kids coming up in their lives too, when they have little adversity to be like, hey, we'll get through it. We'll navigate through it. And then you say to these kids that like, trust me, when you look back on this, it's going to be nothing. Right. <laughs> like, cause we know, we know. Right. So yeah, man. I, yeah, man. Like I'm thankful for that every single day. So yeah. Yeah, dude. And you're killing it, bro. Right. Like, you're, <laughs> you're, 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 you're back competing. You yeah. Know, you've got, a, you've got a, a pretty successful club. You know, yeah. you've got your satellite locations that you're about to launch out in, in January. And, and like, dude, how amazing is that? Right. Like you're doing it in a, in, in Southern California in an area that, I mean, it's, you know, Vegas and California are, are, are different markets. They're different challenges everywhere you go. The challenge is a little bit different. Right. Um, but dude, you're, you're doing things that really no one, you know, no one's done before. And, and it's, it's, it's yeah. encouraging and it's, it's, it's yeah. it, success is when you've learned to manage success, right? Like high school kids, I think have to learn this, right? Like when you, when you have success, success and, and, and failure both require management, yep. right? They both require management, but success should, success should keep you humble. You know, when you, it's, it's, it's that old adage, like, it's, or that old statement, you know, like, uh, you know, when you, uh, um, you know, like when you have success, like pride comes before the fall, right? Yep. You know, like when you have too much success and you, you don't, you can't stay humble in the process, dude, it's, you're going to fall down really quick. And I look at a guy, uh, for example, like Yanni, you know, loses a couple of weeks ago to, uh, to Gomez yes. saw a great post that he put up, you know, just that, 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 the, the look he had on it and the perspective he had was like, dude, that's why you're as successful as you are. Right. Like, that's why you've had as much success. Like, to take that for what it is, take that loss. And then, and then, and then spin that into the narrative that he had and the perspective that he had in it really it came down to like, he's just, he's going to continue to grow. And, and that's not really going to, you know, that's not really going to affect, you know, it's not going to affect how he, how he approaches things. Right. And so I, um, I think learning to manage success is so, so valuable. And one of those things is just continuing to be thankful and grateful for it. You know, like doing a weekly inventory or a weekly check. I journal in the mornings, most mornings that every, you know, I'll miss here and there. But for the most part, like I try to take an inventory and just be thankful every day, right? Be thankful for something that you're not even aware of, you know, um, be thankful for right having, having a, you know, having time with a family member, be thankful for, 
you know, you get to walk, like you said this morning, you get to walk in your own gym and get to lift and with, with your own equipment, you don't, you don't got to go down the street to, you know, 24 hour fitness or whatnot, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Um, a segment that we're going to switch over, which, so, so this is another headline of uh, the episode. It's called, uh, because you brought up Yanni and since I competed this Sunday, and I think you touched on it a little bit and the segment's called failing forward. <laughs> All right. So, right. You said journal. Um, I've written in my journal after Sunday. Um, most importantly is because I lost on Sunday. Right. I haven't probably lost in like four years. So that and me getting back to competing, I knocked the rest off still hurts a little bit. Right. But also I'm so grateful for opportunity because it made me really see the things that I really need to work on. Right. And just like, man, there's so many new stuff in jujitsu and combat sports right now that I got to pick up back up on now. And I got to like really actually study tape now and really start staying focused on. And plus I'm getting ready to compete at the high levels with the best in the world, man, it really lit a fire under me. Went to con class on Monday, right. Start writing stuff down. Hey, Chase, that wouldn't have happened if I would have lost. <laughs> if I would have won the Worlds, I would have been chilling and probably doing the same thing that I've been doing, right? So just failing forward, what matchup in your mind or anything that you recall from high school to college that you probably took an L, that that was the moment to be like, you know what? I got to do this, this, and this. And then you just did it, right? And you start writing your notebook. You start looking at more film. That has to be one in particular comes to mind, right? Sorry. I'm going on mute because I'm still back or finishing up this cold. So I got these like nasty little coughs with oh, and I'm trying not to get this on the recording. So, <laughs> but dude, the immediately when you said this, I was trying to think through my mind uh, of a few, but the immediate one that came is uh, my sophomore year. Um, so I went on to my freshman year at nationals and then my sophomore year, I come back and I'm, I'm ranked top 20. I think I'm ranked 20th and have some big wins early on in the season. I beat, um, you know, two returning all Americans. I beat, you know, the guy who's number one in the country and, and, um, have a couple other quality, like quality wins. I, I'm, um, you know, I make the finals of a big tournament and I'm, I, and then I'm ranked like top 10 in the country. I think I was ranked like eight or nine. So it's a big jump. Right. Yep. And I'll never forget uh, in that process. Oh, this is when I learned, like the more you win or the more success you have, the more like criticism and hate you're going to, you're going to get. <laughs> I, 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 for some reason, I was like, I jumped on these message boards terrible idea and i'll never do it again. but just to read something it was on flow it was like the comments this is when flow first came out too and the comments below one of my matches and uh there were like three or four of them that stuck out but i remember one of them was like this dude's super defensive um he's not gonna all american when when it comes to the end of season dang that's <laughs> i thought people were gonna be like impressed by this you know um but I get to nationals. I, I think I'm ranked uh, nine in the country going into nationals, uh, eight or nine seed. And bro, I get upset first round. Like 
Uh, and if you know what that's like at the tournament, when you're a seated guy, and I think we went to all the overtimes, but I can remember wrestling and I could hear the guy on, I could hear the announcer like, and we've got a, we've got an upset brewing possibly on Matt, whatever it was. You got, and no. I'm, dude, I hear that in my mind. I'm just like, oh, and I'm doing, it just, it literally felt like slow motion. It just, everything I did, it seemed like everything was moving slow. Felt like every time I got in on a shot, it was, it was just, it, it, it went south and I lost my first match. Um, and then I come back again that night and, and I lose again in overtime and go, oh, and two. And I'll net, this was in St. Louis. And I remember I grabbed my stuff, man. I, 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 I just, I didn't, I didn't want to ride back to the hotels, maybe a 20 minute walk. And dude, I was just sobbing walking back to the hotel. I was, I just, yeah. I remember sitting down like maybe halfway point at a, at a, at a, uh, like little, little small little pony wall. And I just sat down. I was just sobbing, dude. My heart was like broken. Cause I, I truly believed I was, I was, I could all that year. I, I could, could be an all American, you know, I, I'd already proven that I could do it. And, um, you know, the guys I beat and it was just, dude, I, I took that loss so hard, dude. I remember I went back to the hotel and I was showering and I can like feel the water running down my face. And I can feel <laughs> tears, like, <laughs> tears like rolling down my face, dude. It was, it was hard, bro. It was, it was so sad because um, you, you just, you, you believed it, right? You believed it with yep. all your heart and it didn't happen. And, um, and I, I, I just remember, I, I, I think I took a short break when I came back home and, and then that off season, dude, like um, I committed to, I, I just, I didn't wrestle any folk style or freestyle, but I committed like hardcore to, to, to folk style, to, to top wrestling. And that was an area I needed to get better in. I spent all summer traveling with, with coach Sammy Henson and, and, and learn all the stuff he was doing. He would use me to teach all his technique and everything. And I, and I learned it, like I learned it to, to, to ride really tough on top. And that ended up becoming like my bread and butter, you know, that saved me like the next year um, in the wrestlebacks, I was in the last overtime and I was going to lose. I needed a turn. I needed a tilt to win the match. And there was Damn. nine seconds left in the last overtime. He had more, he was going to have more riding time than me, no matter what. So I was going to lose regardless. And I got a half and tight waist, rolled it through caught and got the got the three-point tilt with like six seconds left yeah um but it was that like ferocious commitment in the midst of failure um to to like stay dedicated to what what I really wanted and the path is different dude right you can attest to this everyone's path is different like I just I wasn't you know I wasn't the Kyle Dake you know like right away where I had where I, I just whether it was maturity whether it was athleticism whether it was just you know, my ceiling, right? Like I wasn't, I just wasn't that guy that had success, you know, in college right away and had to work for it. And those guys work for it too. I'm not saying those guys work extremely hard. They're, they don't, they, they, they're, they're, the, they're, they're great for a reason, right? They just, yep. you know, they're, they're great for a reason, but I'm just saying myself, there's a lot I look back on and, you know, things maybe I could have done different, but that definitely fueled me for the future and, and, and really, it just, it, it made me even more focused. It made me even more um, determined to, to achieve my goal of becoming an All-American national champ, right? So, yep. yeah. Dude, same question back to you, bro. That's a great segment. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, I mean, mine's is more recently at the Worlds. Uh, 
I mean, I won the Atlanta Open, and uh, now I'm just really getting my stuff back together, man. I've competed in a year and a half, but I think the biggest one is my World Star one with Joey Davis, bro. When I got spinning back kick, boom, 15 seconds. The fight was like, yeah, probably about 18 seconds. Trained my butt off, bro. Trained my butt off, and uh, all I can do was go back and just cry. And then, like, I'm on a major platform, and... I'm on Wall Star and I'm like, God, dude, like the only thing that will wipe that pain away is fighting again ASAP. So I called my manager and I just put my head down and got off of social media and just grinded, bro. Like, I'm like, I don't care what they say. And I fought an undefeated guy, a guy that's coming up now in Corey Hall. He was 6'3", 170. And I end up winning by decision, but it was one of those matches. You ever have those matches when, like, you win, but it's a grimy, like, dog fight, and even though they raise your hand, you're too exhausted to even raise your hand, and you kind of just, kind of just walk off, like, exhausted. It was one of those, but because it was one of those, it made that victory way more sweet because I really had to dig deep and really work for it, you know, like, and I just like. uh and after that matchup, I was like, man, it's a, when it's a quick matchup like that, or even when you're wrestling, you get caught in a throw and they put you on the back and it's a quick pin or something like that. And you're just like inside, you're just believing like, man, that's not me. Like, you know, like I didn't even get a chance to even show like who I really was. Right. And stuff like that. That's how I felt like in that moment. That's why that moment hurt even more because I'm like, people don't even know what I got to do in training camp. People don't even know how much I work, you know, and the, only thing to get over it is to just put my head down and just work and grind, you know? So I just, I got out my notebook. I woke on what I need to work on. It's like, should I step to the left? Should I step to the right? Uh, how was my entryway when I was coming through? Um, let's just keep, just keep working hard. Like what more training partners can I bring in? And um, that's exactly what I did. And that's what exactly what fueled my big win streak now, you know, like coming in. And then coming back to Worlds or coming back from a serious injury and doing well and getting caught at the end, I'm like, all right, I just need to work harder, right? What else can I do more? What gyms can I do more? Who else can I bring in? Like, it kind of goes back to that. And it just really fuels your fire to really just be in, like, the elite of elite, right? And being an elite-level athlete and, and doing what you're, what God's calling to be. So, like, it's uh, I'm just really grateful for the opportunity of the Joey Davis one. And matter of fact, I actually got Joey Davis number to reach out with them. So we're going to train together for my upcoming fight. So that's how well, like I, I just put the ego aside and it just really made me a better person that like, if he's better in this area, I need to get better. Right. And that's where I think the pride man will fall. Any prideful person would not be able to do that at all. Right. And he's obviously better at something than I am. And then uh, I just need to work on it and get better. So I went right to the source and reached out to him. Hey, let's get together. Let's train. Let's do this. It's like, okay, awesome. Amazing. So yeah, man. So that's what really helped me. That reminds me, brother, this summer I was, we were out in Arizona. I took some kids to train and we went to Fight Ready um, where Henry Cejudo trains and Cool yeah. was in there training. And then who, who do I see walk in? Demetrius Johnson. Right. And then I'm, I'm over there watching, you know, Demetrius and Henry train and to see the evolution of kind of their friendship and what it's kind of become now and, and him reaching out to Henry to, to do that, dude, that, that takes a lot, right. That takes putting the pride aside, mm -hmm. like, Hey, this dude, this dude 
beat me and, and, and took my title. And <laughs> so, um, but it's that continued desire to keep learning, keep evolving and then get better from those who beat you. Right. Like, yep. you know, um, it's, 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 it's hard to do, you know, it's hard to, hard to take that. I remember like when I was training, um, Brett Metcalf, I just, I, it was one I could never really get by, um, had some close matches and then some ones where he definitely, um, you know, he, he would blow me out matches, but I remember like one summer, I just, I decided I was going to go to Iowa and train, right? Like, yep. um, I wanted to go like find the guy that was beating me and what he was doing and, and how he was doing it. And, and, um, you know, try to learn a little bit more. Um, but there's so much value in, 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 in failing forward. Right. Um, let, let's flip that now, you know, what, what success, you know, or if they, even a term like, um, like, like success, like forward, right? Like what, what's the success that you had that, that really changed if there's a success that you had that changed your perspective, um, on training, on life and in, in, in matches, right. A little bit different way of thinking about it. Cause success um, is usually like on top of the mountain. Yeah. You're like, yeah, I'm on top of the mountain. Yeah. But what's, what's one success that you had that, um, kept, it, you, you were able to, to stay humble in the process and figure out a way to continue to continue to evolve and get better. Um, mine was beating Kevin Williams at Bellator. He was a top prospect guy and I ended up finishing him in a second, but, um, that really got me going to, uh, I beat a couple of prospects coming up and like, I think I was like 28 or 29. Like, so like, so like, I'm kind of like a vet now. Right. So like we're being up these young up and coming starts. So like, it really got me perspective of like, Hey kid, like, like you can even say that now, dude, like you, like you probably beat some up and coming kids when you're making your run too. And you're just like, okay, keep, just keep, keep working. Like, you know, like it's, you're turning into that vet that they're looking up to. Right. It's a different, it's a different phase of our lives. Right. And I think that more than now and having these young kids come to me now and trying to talk about their MMA career and amateur career. Um, but getting those couple wins of these young studs coming up has really humbled me enough that like, they even reached out to me about what can I work on when you're training, when you're doing that. I think that really, that really, really um, made me humble of successing forward. And uh, because I'm the guy now that they're coming to, <laughs> you know, yeah, that's me. Yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> That's a tough one to think about because I always have the mindset of got success, like, Oh, I've arrived. Right. Like I always thought, I think for a long time, I thought as a competitor that like when you have success, you arrive, right? When you, but as we're talking about, right? When you have success, success is hard, hard to manage, right? Because everything now, especially now, like everything you get, you get social media, you get, you get yep. fame, you get money, you get this, you get that, like you get praise yep. from people, like, you know, not until you lose, do you really find out like who the, who the critics are, you know? It's, it's um, funny, Chase, because... When I was on my win streak, I told everybody when that new weight class of 165 came in, I was undefeated. I was like, I hate, <laughs> you know, that little confidence drunk, a little pride comes in that little confidence, I think, like just a little bit. Right. And I was like, I'm the best 165 pounder in the world. Hands down, period. I'm the undefeated guy in the new weight class. 
I'm taking people out. I'm finishing, right? But Chase, you already all know what comes with that. Oh, a lot of haters. Yep. <laughs> Would you put yourself out there like that? And then I had a whole bunch of like, I'll fight you. I'll fight you. Whatever. Do that. But that was my I arrived moment. Like, there ain't nobody in the world that can touch me right now. I'm on top. Right? That's why I felt like that. But also in that moment, too, like, you feel... <laughs> We know we focus on those comments that don't. Those those one or two comments of haters that stick in your mind, right? Yeah. Like you're gonna get a lot of hate at the same time too, man. Yeah. Like that's that that's what comes with the territory. Yeah. You know, and I'm pretty sure you definitely got it for sure. You know. <laughs> part, it's part of it. It's I, part uh, of it. <laughs> one of my business mentors I talked to, he said, you're doing something wrong if everybody likes you. And it's hard because he is I like we like to be like Chase. Like to be like dude. <laughs> we like to be like <laughs> some people some people are some people are ruthless and can and you just but it's one of those things again you get hardened to right like you get used to it. You get used to not you know not being liked and 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 everybody not um and that's that's just that's that's real life anyways right there's 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 always somebody that's not going to be cheering for you. That's not going to like you that wants your, you know, wants your demise or, or whatever. Um, and that's just, that's part of the game. That's part of life. You know, I, um, I remember talking to uh, Kamaru, Marty, Marty Usman, cause we trained at the Olympic training center together all the years. And I saw him maybe. You'd have to call him Marty like that. <laughs> I just always called him Marty, bro. It was hard. Cause I, that's what he was for two years. You know, that's what I always called him when we'd hang out and whatnot. Um, but I remember seeing him two years, like maybe two years after he won the contender series or, or whatnot, you know, and he's starting to have that success. And, um, you know, we we're just talking. He's like, dude, one of the, one of the hardest things is you get the success. And now on social media, he's like, dude, people are just ruthless. The things people will say, they're just, they're just ruthless, you know? And, and, uh, and it's, 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 it's a different kind of management process, you know? And so, it's always funny to think about this, right? Like you could, you could be as successful as you want. And that's, that's just, that's just people, you know, whether bro, they're doing warriors, bro. Dude, those, warriors. those, those were kind of get you like, ugh, like, I'm like, 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 I, I ain't gonna lie, Jay. There's a couple of those. I'm like, well, where do you live? Where do you live? Like where, what facility, where do you live? <laughs> dude i can't help like it, it uh <laughs> there's a couple of those <laughs> that get through and you know it right and uh it's it's yeah that's definitely hard to manage but for sure but i i say the parting words of like uh success um kind of like the jordan burrows and kind of like where our hearts at man i think if you just treat people like you're like they should be treated when you're on top, like you're going to be beloved by many the more than people that hate you, to be honest. Right. Um, we, um, I did this reason why I did this. Did I want to become the best in the world? Yes. Am I still trying to get those goals? Yes. Right. But for all us being men of faith, I was just trying to have a big platform so I can help other people, to be honest. Like that's all, that's really my sole purpose of what's doing it, what I'm doing this for. And uh, and to lead by the light, and I still love competing, but like it's 
for the most part, so I can have a big platform so I can reach out to other people and help people on a larger scale of things, right? So long as you have good people around you and stuff like that, all the other stuff doesn't matter, bro. And that's the best way you can handle success, to be honest. So, yeah. Yeah, and I'll say, dude, I'll just, I'll tag on to that and I've already said it, but just continuing to be thankful and be grateful, right? The hard times and the good times. Take that moment to inventory weekly, right? All things are going good for the most part. We, we, we live in a country, we live in a world and, and, and most things, you know, most things are, you know, it's not like we have a super hard stuff to deal with. I always fall back on like, at least I don't have to cut weight today. You know, that's my goal, but what I'm going back to, you know, but, but be, but be thankful, be grateful, right? Take inventory of, 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 um, you know, the things that are going well, take inventory that today you got to go to practice, right. And, you know, you got to hit 50 double legs and, and finish them, finish them, you know, like your body works and you can actually do that. Cause you just never know, you know, you never know something can be taken away an injury or whatnot. And then when you're going through the hard times, still like be thankful, be appreciative. You know, you get your, I, I always look at it as like, God allows me to go through hard moments, right? Like God, yep. God allows me to go through good moments. Like that's, that's, um, you know, that's, that, that's the blessing of it. And so, uh, yeah, as we get ready to go into this Christmas season, um, be thankful, be appreciative. And, uh, yeah. So thanks for hey. joining us yeah, this bro. Week hey. on the so, First Shot hey, Podcast. Hey, be less stressed and be more blessed. How about yes, that? Sir. We'll edit on that. All right, guys. Peace. <laughs>